Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I felt used and abused on Arthur. An alleged victim of the British actor and comedian Russell Brand speaks out for the first time. Plus, how the Netherlands is dealing with a huge influx of refugees and the latest controversy involving video assistant referees in England's Premier League. I'm Jenny Barsby and The World in 10 brings you the big news stories of the day, explained and analysed by The Times of London. I'd like to take you back to September. There was a sense of expectation in the Times of London newsroom. Something big was about to happen. Lawyers, top editors were involved. Then we were given the go-ahead. After months of work, we were able to reveal that Russell Brand, the English comedian and actor, had been accused of rape, sexual assault and emotional abuse by four women at the height of his fame between 2006 and 2013, all of which he denies. Fast forward to today and we can bring you the story of a woman known only as Jane Doe. She's filed a legal claim in New York that Brand sexually assaulted her on the set of the film Arthur in July 2010. She's spoken exclusively to Rosamund Irwin, the media editor of the Sunday Times. The alleged victim claims Brand sexually assaulted her in a bathroom and also exposed himself on set. Rosamund says the woman told her why, despite the alleged assault being in view of others... It wasn't challenged at the time. She felt that this is because stars get indulged, effectively. You know, everyone's pay is resting on them making the film and therefore stars get indulged was, was basically her argument. And I think that's what we saw, you know, with similar allegations that were made in the UK around Channel 4 and a bit around his behaviour at the BBC, that stars get indulged because people are too overly reliant on the talent. Rosamond also explains why the alleged victim decided to come forward now. I led that investigation for the Sunday Times and um, that's why she spoke to me because she was aware that I had um, I had led that investigation and that's exactly why she felt able to come forward. She didn't want to be alone in saying this, but, you know, when other people put their heads above the parapet, it tends to make you a bit braver too. Jane Doe also says she hopes she will inspire other victims not to be afraid to speak out. I wanted to get my power back by speaking up about it, she says. I want to help others have the courage to come forward too. At the time of recording, Russell Brand hasn't responded to this latest allegation.
For more analysis and reporting from the Times of London, you can take out a digital subscription. On today's website, we recommend the piece by Anshul Pfeffer, who's embedded with Israel's 401st Armoured Brigade, seeing how the troops cope with the constant threat of ambush as they attempt to seek and destroy Hamas terrorists in Gaza. Much has been made of the way Hamas uses a network of tunnels to run its operations, many under homes and hospitals using civilians as human shields. An Israeli major tells Anshul, we find a tunnel, we blow it up, as Hamas is all underground now. They won't fight us in the open. It's an incredible insight to Israel's ground offensive and how the military is dealing with an enemy which is hidden from sight. Immigration is a hot topic at the moment, wherever you are in the world. Britain particularly has been in the headlines a lot lately, with the government here promising to take back control of our borders and crack down on people coming here illegally, either by flying asylum seekers to Rwanda to be processed or housing families on a floating barge, the Bibby Stockholm, in the county of Dorset. As I record this piece, neither policy has had any success so far. Today, the Times of London focuses on the Netherlands, though, asking, is the country full up with refugees? Last year, more than 400,000 migrants arrived in the country, which is 16 times smaller than the state of Texas, breaking records and raising concerns in some quarters that the Netherlands is running out of room. As the Sunday Times Europe editor Peter Conradi explains. There is generally a kind of a realisation that the country is indeed very full. It's a small country. There are 17 million people living there. Population density is far greater than, than Britain. In fact, it's if you, if you exclude a few little mini states in Europe, it is by far the most densely populated country in Europe. And so I think a lot of people are saying, you know, we can talk about whether the country is too full without being accused of being racist without being accused of being anti-foreigner. It's just a question of, do we have the infrastructure? Do we have the facilities to cope with yet more people coming here? So where to put all these people? In the past, the Dutch have made space for rapidly growing numbers by reclaiming vast tracts of land from the sea. Now they're putting people on the sea. Docked 18 miles from Amsterdam is the Ocean Majesty. It's a cruise liner that once sailed tourists around the world, but is now home to 300 migrants. Hang on a second. Isn't this what the UK government's been trying to do? It is, but Peter says there are some big differences. In Britain, there's been such a controversy over the, the Bibby Stockholm, and a lot of asylum seekers refuse to go there. I mean, this is very different. This is not a barge this is a cruise ship on which people paid good money to go on holiday until re relatively recently. The refugees all have cabins of their own. Uh, they have space for their kids. They have kind of meeting rooms. You know, it's not somewhere where you would want to spend the rest of your life, but it's a quite effective way of housing migrants while they're waiting for applications to be processed. And it's also a lot cheaper than putting them into hotels. It was a row over immigration that caused the collapse of the Dutch government back in July and it's sure to be a key issue for voters when they go to the polls on November the 22nd. Now, regardless of whether you call it football or soccer, if you're a fan, the following three letters are sure to make your blood boil. V. 
are. Video assistant referee, introduced at the start of the English Premier League's 2019 season, I think I can safely say VAR has divided opinion more than any other change to the beautiful game. But something happened yesterday, which has led the Times football correspondent Richard Norcroft to call for VAR to go. Here's how TalkSport reporter Graham Courtney covered it. And the goal is given. The goal stands. So we've had a VAR check for it. And the goal has actually been given. Anthony Gordon with the goal for Newcastle United. And if it stays like this, well, Arsenal's impressive record over the last few years of St James's Park is just slightly going to get shredded. Arsenal manager Mikel Arteta called the decision to allow Newcastle United's winning goal to stand an absolute disgrace, while Richard called it farcical in an article which rips VAR to threads. Will this be an end to it, though? I very much doubt it. Hidden away under the Italian city of Florence is a small room full of charcoal doodles. But these aren't just any old doodles. Some experts actually believe they're the work of the Renaissance artist Michelangelo. The room will open later this month for the first time to the public. But Times contributor Tom Kington managed to get a preview. And earlier this week, he spoke to my World in 10 colleague, Amy Gill. Hi, Tom. Thank you for joining us at the World in 10. Now, firstly, can you describe what these sketches look like? There's quite a lot of feet and, and calves suggesting that he thought that perhaps he had to work on his feet. But also we see images which look as if they are his memories of works that he'd previously carried out. So, for example, there's a, a female nude who uh, has been likened to his Eve as he painted on the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. He'd been working for for many years in Florence. His key patron was the, the Medici family that ran the city. However, in 1527, the family were effectively kicked out of Florence by a popular uprising. And um, Michelangelo sided with the protesters. That proved to be a mistake because um, three years later, the, the, the Medici family came roaring back. Michelangelo was suddenly in trouble because he'd backed the opposition. He had to go into hiding temporarily. So that to me seems like a pretty solid case for the sketches to be Michelangelo's. But there are experts who don't believe that these are the work of the artists. The, the sceptics are simply people who haven't seen enough, perhaps because these are sketches, to be convinced that it's really him. They, they perhaps would want more of a, perhaps a sculptor or, or a proper painting to be able to then have the, the means to decide if it was him. So I don't think they're saying, oh no, it's someone else. They're just simply saying, we don't know enough. Thank you for joining us, Tom. Now for our listeners who won't get the opportunity to head to Florence, you can check out Tom's piece on the Times website and see whether you think the sketches are from the Renaissance painter. Thank you for your time today. The top world stories in 10 with the Times of London.